Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. Friday. Yay. And April 1st. Can you believe we have just finished Q1 of 2022? It's done. Behind us. Time Q2 starts now, right? Uh, so let's talk about that before we jump into the meat of what I want to talk about today. Today, I thought I would share with you how I handle online listing leads, what my process is when a seller lead specifically comes in and asks for valuation. So that's what I'm going to do today. Um, but before I do that, I just I do want to stay on this quarter one wrap up topic you know, at the beginning of the year, or the end of last year, I'm sure all of you wrote goals for 2022, right? You at least wrote goals that are where you wanted to be by the end of 2022. When you wake up on December 31st, what will you have accomplished with your 2022? You at least did that. Now, if you took it a step further, you broke those down into quarterly goals, so that you would know if you're tracking towards them throughout the year. And if you really broke them down, you broke those down into monthly goals, right? And if you really broke them down, you got them all the way down to weekly and daily activities. So whatever you did, if you at least got the, got some annual goals in place, I want you to take a time out, just a quick breather, breathe in. Okay, and let's see. How the heck did we do so far in 2022? This is just a data exercise. There's zero emotion tied to it, right? Zero emotion. Whether we are ahead of our goals or whether we're a little behind our goals, there's zero emotion tied to it. We just want the data. If I set a goal to make 500,000 this year, gross commission income, where am I so far? In the right now on April 1st, with the first three months behind me, if I am on track based on how much I should be pulling in or how much is in my pipeline or a combination thereof, awesome. High five myself and let's keep moving forward, keep that activity moving forward. If I'm a little behind, it's okay. Awareness is transformational. Why am I behind? Let me reassess. Do I need to change up my activity? Is my activity good, but it's just the way I'm filling my pipeline? Do I need to do, do I need to stop doing something? Is there something I've been doing for 90 days or more that is zero ROI? Now, some things need more than 90 days, so we really have to evaluate what it is, right? But if it's something I've been doing Q4 and all of Q1, do I need to take a look at either my skill set around that and adjust, or do I need to do something different? Is there something I'm supposed to do that I'm just never going to do? And I didn't do it for nine, the last 90 days. So why is it in my stinking goals or activities? It's okay not to do something if you make the decision to not do it and do something else. It's not okay to say you're going to do something and then not do it. You let yourself down and you know that. So 
If you haven't, I want you to take a take a time out. Where are you on your goals year to date? My accountability group that meets every morning did that this morning. They came on to kick off Q2 and we talked about what did we gain, gains first, what did we gain in quarter one of 2022? And then what are our intentions uh, as we move into quarter two here? And where are the opportunities? And we're going to do that as an accountability group at the end of each quarter, not that we're not tracking it throughout the quarter, but a little time out to celebrate where we're at, to collect the data, right? Um, And then to reassess and adjust. You can always adjust if you have awareness. Sometimes what happens, though, is we write those goals and we put them over here and we look at them next year. I know I'm guilty. I've done it. You know, and I I wake up in January of 2023 and I go, what happened in 2022? You know, and maybe I feel some type of way about it. Maybe I don't feel great about 2022 and there may have been a lot of great things in 2022, but I'm not aware because I put those, wrote them and I put them over here. Now, my friends, some of you have not written any goals for this year. You know them. They're in your head. You've thought about them, but you didn't put them on paper. You're not too late. I want you to do that. I want you to do that now. Where do you want your business at the end of the year? And then let's back that up down to quarterly. If I can get you to do it down to monthly and get your activity to the day, helping you build to that. But if you're like, whoa, you're crazy and that's too much. Let's at least envision what December 31st, 2022 looks like and what the accomplishments would be that would make us super happy. And then let's at least get that to quarterly bites so that we know from April, May, and June, what are we working towards that gets us to that December goal? What are the things we need to be doing? So I think um, this is not April Fool's. I have no April Fool's for you today. This is real. On April Fool's, it's real. (laughs) I care about you and I want you to grow in your business. One of the things that was really exciting in my accountability group is a mix of team leaders in the morning and um, solo agents and some new agents as well. And what was super exciting for me and one of my quarter one wins is everybody's filling a pipeline. Every one of our agents this morning talked about how they filled their pipeline and had closings or are working towards closings if they're a new agent and they just started. And everyone had a business that they were procuring. And even more in Q1, and even more important than that, everyone was achieving things that they wanted to personally too. Don't forget your health right? The wealth is important, but don't forget your health and don't forget you. You know, we had a good conversation on our call about, you know, taking days off and planning some fun. Where are you? If you like to travel, where are you traveling to this year? Are Are those trips on the calendar? If you're staycationing this year, cool. Where are you going? Are you... Do you have a pool in your backyard? Are you taking time out of your day to go put your feet in the pool? Last summer, I would sit in my backyard with my feet in my pool and eat my lunch. That's all I had time for some days, right? So the personal goals are important too. Um, So anyway, 
I wanted to start off and talk about that because I think it's a good time. It's timely and it's a good time to just take a little time out, celebrate the gains from Q1, refocus for Q2. Remember you're building in 90 day increments. The work I'm doing right now in April is for May, June and July, right? The work I'm going to do in May is for June, July and August. So, and I'll tell you another quick thing. Here's evidence of that. Uh, I set a annual gross commission income goal. That's one of my goals. I set lots of goals, but that's one of my goals. And I break that down quarterly. And then I break that down monthly. And then I keep a commission projection that uh, tells me as I'm working my transactions, am I working towards my monthly goal? Because Amy Izzo is an emotional person. So if I don't think I'm making the money necessary to fuel my family, then it gets to my mindset. So what helps me is to track that because usually the stories I'm telling myself are totally made up and not true. It's usually tied to some emotion. So when I did my quarterly review, one of the things I reviewed was where am I on income? And in December of 2021, I made a decision to ramp down my activity on purpose. I had a big year last year and a busy year. So I ramped down my activity and I took some travel, some trips with my family, which was which were personal goals that I wanted and needed to do. And that was evident in my January numbers. So I came into January a little behind and finished January behind, still behind in February, had a big March, have an even bigger April. So even though I've been in business a long time, when I slowed my activity in December, I knew when I did that, it's going to affect my quarter one. So the tracking really helps me because it kept me focused and not beating myself up throughout because yes, you're behind. Okay, it's just data. What are you doing to get ahead? Now I'm going to wake up in April way ahead of my whole year. So just from the awareness. And so it just helps keep you focused and allows you to impact your own destiny. It's never too late or too early. So, okay. I have got to learn to turn that off. All right. So let's jump into today. I want to talk about, I want to share with you what I do with my leads. Let me go here. So Lisa, help me out. Can you see my screen? And it looks like my sheets. Okay, it's not fancy or pretty. This is just what I use. So um, there's a lot. I want to talk a little bit. And I, I label my street client experience and I have lots of tabs. I just kind of hid what we needed for today. Just made what we needed for today available. But I wanted to talk today about, okay, so when I, so I am looking for sellers aren't we all right i am looking for sellers so one of the things that i do is i do lead generation that brings home value requests to my inbox right to my crm and lots of us do this so i wanted to share how i handle those um, and do a little bit of a deep dive into my process and hopefully you'll grab you'll grab some great nuggets that can help you too and i am going to attempt to show videos as i go through so 
Um, this would be an example of what you could do with maybe if you're using Z buyer leads or street tax home value leads. There's lots of processes that you, that you can do and you can tweak whatever, right? Whatever processes. But this is what is working for me and what I've been doing for some time. It'll be evident because I'll be able to show you. So um, when a lead comes in, <clears throat> every day I work my leads that come in every day. So when the lead, when a lead comes in, I do try to call and I double dial. So that's why it says here, call two times. So if you can see that call two times, if you're listening, it's okay. Um, I call two times. So I double dial. And what that means is I call and they don't answer to call right back. Why do I do that? Just an old technique I've learned that still works. Although I will say over the years, I get less pickups on the phone, which is why I do some other things as well. I'm going to assume for purposes of today's conversation that they don't answer me. So I can take you through all of the steps that I do. Um, sometimes they do answer on that second dial, you know, quite often actually, but um, many a times they don't answer. Now I do leave a voicemail because they've requested something from me. This type of elite has asked me for a value on their home. So they've requested something from me and I can leave the easiest voicemail on earth. I can say, Hey, Lisa, it's Amy Izzo at eXp Realty. You requested a valuation on 123 Main Street and I want to get that to you. Give me a call. Let's chat at uh, your convenience and I'll get that right out to you. So I leave a voicemail like that. Um, I do get responses, not always the same day from those voicemails. And often people listen to my voicemail and text me back. I think that's interesting. So sometimes it's a text back and they'll say, well, I'm just curious. Or they'll tell me when they can talk. Um, because I'm asking when they can talk. So they'll tell me when they can talk. Uh, so the, the answers are different, but I do get answers. Let's assume though that I've done that. That's day one. Also on day one, right after they don't answer and I leave the voicemail, as I'm taking my morning time to call my leads, I send them a quick video um, email and text. So, and I'm going to show you what one of those looks like. Lisa, you see my video? Oh, good. Hi, Robert. This is Amy with eXp Realty. And I got your request for a cash offer on 632 Sunflower Lane. And I'd love to chat with you about that and see how we can help. My direct line is right under this video. Go ahead and give me a call at your comedians. Talk to you soon. Okay. So you could hear that too, right? Oh, I'm doing it right. Okay. I am not the technical girl. So I'm just transparent as the day is long. Okay. So see, I really prepped for y'all. Okay. So that's, that's an example. It's kind of an older video because my office looks different now, but that is an example of what I do. So they called them. I left them a voicemail. I double dialed. They didn't reach anybody. A couple minutes later, they get that in their text or in their email. Um, and then I add them to HomeBot. So I'll talk about HomeBot in a second. If you don't know what home, well, I can talk about it now. HomeBot is a really cool tool and it's super inexpensive. Um, I think I pay about $25 a month and you can put all of your homeowners in there. And I say homeowners because I want you to put everybody you also sold a home to. So all your buyers that are now homeowners, I want them in there too. But it's very easy to put people in there and you're going to get a little glimpse of it in my next video. But um it gives them a home valuation. Now, just based on uh, public's, public data, right? So it's not always right on. I don't care if it's wrong. I want them to engage with me. So if they engage with me by saying, that's not the value of my home, 
perfect, let's fix it, right? I want to get engaged with them. So I don't care if it's wrong. So I want to deliver to them as quickly as possible what they asked for, because I don't want them to think I'm a robot, right? There's so much stuff coming at us online that people do think we're robots, which is why I do a lot of one-to-one video like I'm showing you, because I want them to know I'm real. I got your request and I'm real. Um, There's always a group of people that say, I didn't request that, you know, I have a script for that too. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. But most people don't, well, they, they, they ask for it because they're curious, because they're thinking about selling their curious for a reason, and they do want the information. So if I don't get them, they get my little intro video. So they know I'm a human. And then I put them in HomeBot and I kick off a home valuation. Now, HomeBot is cool because it will give them a home valuation. It will give them basic information about their home that's on the public record, like how many beds and how many baths. It will pull mortgage information and tell them how much they owe on their mortgage. And it will give them financial tools so that they can adjust those financial tools if they disagree that they have a mortgage or how much they owe. It will let them add additional properties. I will talk about that again in a minute, which is so cool that they can add additional properties because I only know about the one property they asked me about, right? I really haven't done much at this point. The lead came in, I called, I popped off this video, I threw them in HomeBot, which takes like two seconds. And I don't really know anything. I haven't done a bunch of research on them yet. But then I send them my HomeBot video. So let me... Well, actually, let me say, before I send them my home video, I do send them this one. So, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I missed a step. I do send them this one um, later in the day, the same day. Hey, Kenny, it's Amy Izzo with EXP Realty. I got your request for a cash offer on your home in Crown Point. And I sent you a very basic valuation, um, which is probably on the low side because I don't know what you've done to the house since you purchased it. So I would love to have an opportunity to connect with you just so that we could get what all the finishes are, what the updates are since you purchased it. And we could fine tune that CMA, but check your email. I put together a customized home bot site for you. Um, and that's just about your home. So that'll at least get us started and we'll go from there. My contact information is right under this video. So just feel free to reach out. Thanks. Okay, so that's my initial HomeBot video. So I send, put them in HomeBot. I send them that HomeBot video and, and they're getting this email from HomeBot, but then they're getting a separate email with the video saying, I sent you a HomeBot thing, go find it, right? Um, and then, and so that's all on day one. I do all of that on day one at different times throughout the day. I have a morning and an afternoon prospecting. And by the way, you can hand a lot of this off too. Um, you can pre-record things and you can hand this off too to be done. But this is how I handle it. Now, on day two, I send them the home valuation video. Let's see. Home valuation. Oh, my Markham one. So I actually do a video CMA and I send them the video CMA. Again, they haven't responded to me and I want them to know that I, I want to give them what they want. I gave them HomeBot, but I do take it one step further if I still won't hear from them the next day. So I do this. Oh, no. Hey, Kenny, it's Amy Izzo with EXP Realty. Uh, all right, I played that. It's not that one. I still keep going to the same one. It's this one. 
Hey, Rami, it's Amy here. I wanted to go ahead and do that valuation for you that I promised. So um, first of all, I always like to start with how the internet, which doesn't know a lot, values your home just based on information that's on the public record. So here you'll see Zillow thinks that the Hermitage home, so 16457 Hermitage Avenue in Markham is worth about 83000 That's a little low. They actually give a lower range depending on condition and a higher range up into up until about 107, depending on, again, condition of the property. Realtor. Now, what I'm doing here, you guys, is I'm I'm addressing the elephant in the room. Everybody's on Zillow. Everybody's on Realtor. Let's just address it out the gate. So I'm telling them up front in a little bit more deeper of a, I mean, in a more deep dive. Hey, this is what Zillow says, because everybody I've ever talked to about a listing says, well, Zillow said, it doesn't matter what number I give them. If I tell them the best number on the planet, they're still like, well, Zillow said, and it can be low, it can be high, it's all over the place. So I just address it out the gate because I know if they're asking me for home value, they've either gone here or they're going here. It's just so well marketed. So I'm going to continue. Com gives us a little bit more. They think it's worth about ninety six thousand. When I look at the comps and I do a C, so I'm trying to send the message. I've used two sites. Sometimes I do three. Um, I'm trying to send the message that the internet doesn't know. Right? Zillow said one thing. Realtor.com says another thing. I've started telling them that Trulia and Zillow are owned by the same company, and their values are usually aligned. But sometimes I do see them different. I don't know why, but I do. Um, and so, because I have people will, that will have put that in front of me, which is why I added that. So I have started telling them that. Now, this is HomeBot. This is what the client version looks like. So I have this all ready to go on my screen. Um, so basically, I'm just using a screen recorder through BombBomb, and I've pulled it all up, and I've said, okay, this is what Zillow says. This is what Realtor says. I might do Redfin, or I might. I do Trulia. And basically I want them, I want to send the message that they don't know. So, but I know. So now I'm going to tell them what I think it's worth. And I actually did something on here called tune the value because HomeBot said something different too, but I had a different opinion based on my knowledge of the area. May I have the max value in perfect condition at about 105. You can see, and I added this to your HomeBot. So when you go into HomeBot to look at Wood Street, you're now going to see Hermitage is there too. And you can always add homes here yourself. And now I have put two in here because he had called me about Hermitage. No, he had called me about Wood Street originally. I ended up listing both of these, but I didn't know about Hermitage and he added it. So I... When he added it, I, I did this. I noticed it. HomeBot emails you when your client's been in here and tells you what they're doing. And so I um, did this valuation for him and sent it to him, even though he had only called me about one. I'll get those. The system will give you an immediate value. And then I go in and run comps and I adjust this. So this 105 number on Hermitage, for example, is my adjustment to the... Um, to the computerized valuation based on what I believe is happening in the market or I see happening in the market there in Markham. So um, if you look just over January to now, we've had you know valuations of, let's see, one, I think that was off in November of 115. I don't see a lot of that, but 101, 102, 101, 112 in March was at a high. 105 is kind of where it sits now. Um, what I would recommend on this one, since we know it's in better condition, 
than the Wood Street one. We know it's clean. He had texted me some condition information and these ended up to be investment properties. Now, this is not my favorite price point. Let me just address that, right? I really like our average price point where I live is about 275,000. I really love anything above three, above 500, right? Those are my favorite. But one of the things I did really during the during, I shouldn't say during, but in that 2021, 2020 to 2021 timeframe, we ha- I had experienced a slew of my sellers putting their uh, goals on hold, right? We're not going to list. We're not going to list. And all of a sudden, my pipeline was like going like this. I remember we said at the beginning, we have income goals. We have to earn income every month, right? So I had to... I had to pivot and I had to be open to doing some things differently. And I really wasn't open to working with investment properties before. Um, And so I became open and tried it out. And so this was one of the early ones. I've done lots since. And what was cool about it is because I was open to the one kind of lower price point, which by the way, sold very easily for much higher than this. He had multiple properties that he listed with me, and he still has multiple properties that I think now that we're in relationship with, I think that we'll continue to work together. So I'm going to continue. I haven't seen it, so I'm happy to go look at it if you'd like, but let's assume it's in great condition, maybe not perfect, but great condition, certainly cleaner and better condition than what um, Wood Street is. We're not going to have to go in and redo the whole thing. If that's accurate, I would say if we list right around 100,000, what's going to happen is if it's in that great condition, we're going to get an offer right away and possibly multiple offers. As we get multiple offers, that's how we'll get up to this 105 or even above. We'll take the best offer that we can get in terms of not only price, but terms. You know how important that is to make sure you have a good loan, good lending, all that good stuff. And then terms that work for you relative to, um, we have a tenant in place, for example, and relative to inspections and things like that. So So I'm just touching, right, in this more detailed, I'm just touching a little bit on some of the things I would talk to him about if he gave me a listing appointment, right? He hadn't given me an appointment at this point, but I want one. So I'm just touching it. Didn't really have gotten really good at this. It didn't take me a lot of time to do this. And he can watch it as many times as he wants. And I will tell you, having BombBomb, people watch these over and over and over again. So at any rate, um, I'm going to try to fast forward through the best package we can get. Um, if we have buyers that are fighting for the home, that if we list at 100,000, we'll get more than that. And then we can pick the best offer for your situation. Um, it draws multiple offers, right? So I got them. Hey, we'll probably get multiple offers if you list it like I'm telling you to. Buyers will give us feedback when they come through. We'll definitely get people through right around 100,000. And then if we don't get multiple offers, it'll be similar to this one where we have a good buyer, we find a right buyer for the home. So that's what I would recommend. Go ahead and take a look. So then what I do from there, I'll I'll cut it off because I'm just going to tell them how to contact me. Um, So so now I've given them, I've done all of that in just a couple of days, right? So I've done, let's see, where am I at? I'm on, I by day three is when I'm sending that home valuation, that full home valuation CMA. I haven't heard from them yet. Now, in this case, on that particular one, I had heard from them. But even if I don't, I'll just send the video CMA. I will tell you when I send that video CMA I just showed you, people call me and they say this, how did you do that? 
for whatever reason, and I, I just showed you how not techy I am, right? Like, did, did I play right? Do I have the right video? That's me. Um, they think I'm some genius video girl because they don't get videos from people like this very often. And so usually what this one does for me by day three, if one of the other ones didn't, it gets them to respond to me. And usually it's about how did you do that? Which is so funny, you know? And then it is about them uh, telling me other things about their home and hopefully I'm able to set the appointment. Um, but I wanna assume they don't. Um, I'll, on that same day, set a follow-up test for the next day. The next day, they'll get a quick video from me that just says, hey, did you get the CMA and the HomeBot? Let me know either way. So, and that's it. It's just a video and a text. Um, day five, I don't contact them, but I mail a card, um, just making sure that they'll get in the mail in a few days, just making sure that they got the home value and putting their little range in there. Day six, they get a, um, one of my market report videos, which I'm not going to play because they're long, but they, they get one of those from me. Day seven, they get checking in. What questions do you have? There? What questions can I answer about your home valuation or home bot? Um, is there anything I should know that you know would impact your value? This is where they tell me if they haven't reached out, oh, I put a fence and oh, I have a roof. Oh, I have a finished basement. These are the things that I start to learn um, as they engage. Um, if they don't, I want to add value. If they don't engage day eight, they get a getting your home ready to sell checklist. I'm just assuming that they want to sell their home. Sometimes they'll get a, I'll get a response that I don't want to sell my home. I was just curious. Great. Then I'll just make sure they're engaged in HomeBot. I'll say, hey, I can send you that monthly um, valuation just via HomeBot, one email a month. Um, it's totally free, totally complimentary. People love that. And they I see them playing in there. And now I'm engaged with them. And I can put videos in HomeBot. That's a whole nother training and do all kinds of things. So it's pretty cool. Um, if I never hear from them by day nine, I put them on one of my drip campaigns and I set them into a follow-up schedule to get a call, which is usually for me a video text every seven days for the next couple of months. So that's what I do with those home, those seller leads that come in. Um, I will tell you the game changer for me has been implementing the video. I know we all hear this a ton, but that really has been the game changer. It has gotten my response rate through the roof. 2021, I doubled my personal listings just through this process. I'm continuing to refine it. So I'm sure I'll improve it this year. I have not worked on that yet. I'm sure I'll improve it this year though. I'm already thinking about things as I'm learning from other people that do it even better than me, right? So we're always getting better. So at any rate, go put video into your process and go get those listings. Love you guys. Have a great day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.